Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, just in time for kids to be going on summer break, uh, I decided we would go to school and we were going to visit <laughs> the class of Newcomb High. Um, I'm, I, I, you know, anybody can pick whatever on this podcast, but nine times out of ten, if it's a trauma release, you can probably guess it's a Kelly. That yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a very weird relationship with this specific movie. I obviously. When I got into trauma, I really got into trauma. And I feel like Class of Newcomb High has always been a film that I can't put my finger on if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. I think that there are specific scenes and moments that are amazing. But I also feel like it really represents early Lloyd Kaufman's good and bad tendencies in a singular oh. film. It's completely <laughs> the the bridge between Toxic <laughs> Avenger and like Sergeant Kabuki Man. And yeah. like, you know, it's, it's like it's completely the bridge between tasteless kind of nonsense that Toxic Avenger was and then tasteless nonsense that Troma <laughs> like became a caricature of. Like this yeah. is like this is the sweet spot of those things for me, which makes me like and not like it. It makes yeah, me it's like just I think that's why I, I mean I agree with you, Matt. Like I don't really know where this falls for me. And this is maybe my like third watch, uh, just in the course of my life. And I, I still I don't act- I still don't know where to place it and I still forget so much that happens. Yeah, and I also you know, spoiler alert for like over the next couple years of horror movie night, but like I I'm pretty sure it's, in my opinion, the weakest of the class of Newcomb High franchise in general. Like oh, the fact that there are five of these, five of these. Yes. So, so the two direct Insane. to DVD. I say direct to DVD. Like this, this was released in theaters in the sense of it was released in a theater in New York. I'm sure. <laughs> like, but yeah. like they they had the the sequels were definitely straight to the VHS and Cinemax market which means like there are boobs aplenty in 
uh, Newcomb High two and three. Two is like insane. Like it's like a college class, and they're doing some mutation where girls have mouths on their stomachs now, and it's it's very strange. But it's get. I remember enjoying the absurdity of it. Mm-hmm. But actually, and I think Kyle can speak to this if he's seen them. The Return to Newcomb High films that they did in the last couple of years are like arguably some of the best movies Troma has ever produced. Like yeah. they are what yeah, they are yeah. so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. What does it, good I, mean though? Like I am just so confused well, here. So well, like it's what you expect from Troma for sure. It is a, it is in your face. It's offensive uh, and crude, but like. Whereas Poultrygeist is all of those things, and you can tell what Lloyd is trying to say, but he's missing the mark 100% of the time in Poultrygeist. It feels like he's absolutely hitting what he's setting out to say in Return of Newcomb High. And also, it's probably got the strongest cast of actors that they've ever had in a trauma movie. (laughs) Yeah, like a lot of the, I think the two female leads have both had like, pretty solid indie film resumes beyond that point. Yeah, like, Asta, have continu- um, Asta Paredes, who is yeah. now Asta Karlowitz, and Clay Karlowitz, who is also in it, but Asta plays one of the female leads, um, who, and she's fantastic, as is Clay. Clay, obviously, gets he gets directed to be an off-the-wall, like, over reactive yeah uh, I think student the, but, but like, i think the other girl catherine catherine cochran is in terrifier she's in, she's in terrifier yeah, she's she, in um she's in there was this i mean she came from the woods or something from yeah. these yeah she, she's they're they're all you know i think they're new york city based or they were uh you know yeah. new york city based actors and it is it, matt's right on the money it's like it hits the things that poltergeist does not and it's not like it's nuanced or like toned down. Like nothing no. is, nothing is reeled in. But it's just actually a better thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's it's a good movie. Now but I've not seen the other sequels. And two. Now you got me interested in two. Two we <laughs> yeah, like, got me interested in two as well, which is fucking weird. Yeah. Two is two is the one say. I saw first. Which like moving to this after that is very different because there's also. Uh, again, with Kyle being kind of a trauma aficionado, can speak to this too. But the um, I don't, the, I didn't want to be. Yeah, but <laughs> I like, didn't want this for my the, life. The trauma sequels that are in fact not directed by Lloyd Kaufman have such a strange flavor to them <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to like the ones that Lloyd made. And well, there's certainly somebody trying to prove something like behind <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like Lloyd like, doesn't have to prove anything. But everybody else <laughs> has a little bit of something to give. Uh, and it kind of it, it is it's weird. Yeah, yeah I we'll mean do... I don't I can't I can't speak for Newcomb High too, but the other things that I've seen that are like not just distributed by Troma, but like are you know produced but not directed by Lloyd. You're just like, yeah, what's, it, what's going it's on? It's a here? very strange. Yeah, it's a strange vibe. Um, I mean, this movie it screams, "Ooh, Toxic Avenger was a bigger hit than we thought it would be. Let's make a movie really quickly," mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm. which. Which is, I think, why the movie feels so chaotic. It just feels like they are throwing ideas left and right. Like, in my brain... And, Scott, I'm assuming this is your first watch on this one, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You are right. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah. for me... I'm again, not... A, a, just, yeah, he's just, not a trauma Kyle, man. I'm not a trauma guy. Like, I, no, but you know what? Every trauma I've seen like, is because of this show. <laughs> I was thinking sort of like... Even though these... I mean, I actually come to think of it. This isn't really like a punk horror movie it's like it 
it plays into that, but it's really not. Okay, so but this makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I, I'm hoping Kyle will agree with me on this too. The nerd melting, I swore, was so much later in, into this movie than like Bro, the first I, five minutes. Yeah. No, I I <laughs> didn't. No. Once we see once we see Melvin fly through the window again, and then we <laughs> cut to uh, this. Movie, <laughs> then we cut to the person melting. I'm just dude, like, oh, there's. Okay. There's a scene where the Cretans rob an old lady that I swear to God is verbatim a scene that happens in Toxic Avenger. I'm like, pretty sure. And it's the same guys. It's, it's the, the same actors. Guys. So, like, they <laughs> like, just like robbed the same intentional. lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, that was a rehearsal. That was, they filmed a rehearsal for Toxic Avenger. And they're like, <laughs> uh, we don't like to get up. Like, you change your outfits, and then we'll just do it straight. Um, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's pretty it, funny. I don't what how what's the what's the year difference between the two of these movies? It, it's you know? I literally think it's like eighty five, eighty six, or like oh, eighty four, eighty six. Like this is the very <laughs> next movie after Toxic Avenger. Wow, is like unexpectedly a midnight movie success. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, it's it was it was it was fun, but again, I feel like my brain's not going to. And not because it was for any Dorito sense. I actually think that it's complete chaos of a of a movie that is just it doesn't it doesn't stick. Every every room in every trauma movie looks exactly the same. Every bedroom is dressed <laughs> by the same person and looks exactly the fucking same. Yes. Watch this. Watch Tromeo and Juliet. Watch a fucking um, Terror Firmer, and then even into Return to Newcom High. Like they all but I, are but I made think it's exactly because- the same. Like, very rarely. Tromeo and Juliet, I know for a fact, was shot on locations. But for the most part, it's like they filmed that shit in a warehouse that they just, like, slide in whatever sets they can and just say, yep, this is this bedroom set. Like, and Troma Studios in the basement in Queens. Uh, Like, if you think that they're throwing out a single set that they built for a movie when they know they can use it 15 to 20 more times for a lower price, (laughs) like, let's let's be honest here. But, uh, I mean, so, so the quick breakdown of this plot, because there's so much plot happening and so little plot happening at, the same time, same time is that we've got this high school that's built right next to a nuclear power plant. The movie literally kicks off with there being some type of issue at the power plant that contaminates the drinking water. Uh, a, a nerd name. I want to say it was like Dwayne or Dwight or something like that. Drinks the water, has a full meltdown. And then within a <laughs> Actually, week. <laughs> well done. Yes. That's good. Yes. True. Um, has a full meltdown within a week. Like the honor students are now like this drug dealing gang called the Cretans that are just like pure punk rock chaos. Um, and they start selling weed that's grown outside the nuclear power plant because the chemicals are making the plants grow bigger and faster. And anybody who smokes that weed now starts to have their body mutate and shift and change. There is some and crazy body horror in this that I was not yeah. expecting. Yeah. And I was going to say, enter enter our bland as hell leading man and leading lady uh, <laughs> who smoke weed and have sex and immediately get pregnant with like a, a slug sperm baby creature. And then like all of these plots just kind of collide into each other in the in the third act on the positives like i'm going to start right here with the positives positive number one the actual meltdown of of the nerd looks phenomenal like when that body is just like melt even like the puppet head that they eventually melt it down to like better than it has any right being insane and also fun fact the only time i've seen the aquabats live uh, they have a song called Meltdown, 
And the entirety of that song, they just kept projecting this sequence from Class of Newcomb High behind them, like over and over and over again, which I just was like, God damn it, I love the Aquabats so much. (laughs) Secondly, everything with that weird baby looks amazing. Like yeah. the like the little like tadpole version of it looks great. Mm-hmm. The super gooey person in a suit at the end looks better. Oh, there there Again, wasn't a whole suit, Matt. You know that, right? Oh, for sure. But like they, everything they got about the head it, looks... and hands and tail. That's all that yeah. they got. But like it looks, it <laughs> looks better in the black than it. T-shirt underneath. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever they did, it looks better than it has any right looking for oh, this yeah. movie. Like that first reveal of that head coming up, and it's like covered in like snot. <laughs> Yeah. And it just oh, like gross. tears so, its teeth. I'm like, God damn it. Like those gnarly. are the things that make me rewatch the movie. Right. Yeah. It's like, God, those moments are so good. His fist like going through a woman's skull, just like head full head explosion as like yeah. its claw bursts through this girl's face. Like amazing. Like th- there's those moments that are so good. And then there's the rest. <laughs> 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 It, it does, even with its short runtime, it does sometimes just feel like, and I think it is, it's because all of those, all of those um, plot points just sort of like uh, divulge upon each other, <laughs> like that it's just like, oh, we, we're waiting to get to this point. Um, but it is, I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's just more of like a, it's just a testament to like, where does this fall for me yeah. on the list of like it's, trauma stuff? It's just so, it's so chaotic without, with, with still trying to have a through line as opposed to like later trauma movies where they just abandon ship and just make <laughs> the thing, um, which sometimes is charming too. Sometimes that's just as charming. But sometimes but, um, it's not. And the, like, the, the, what, the college party that they go to is the craziest college party I've ever seen <laughs> on film. Um, you know, it rivals Animal House, uh, clearly. What, the, 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 the swimsuit party that they attend? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. And that these, these high school kids are like, oh, we're going to get you into a swimsuit party. And then he's wearing basically flippers and sunscreen, like the equivalent <laughs> of like swimmies and sunscreen on his nose. This dude is, like, this Larry Zerner knockoff is wearing uh, to this fucking party. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And the dude is such a dweeb. It makes me, it they, makes me, I love shit like that. I really They do, do a great job at that. Like, it, yeah. I think that they're are a few horror companies in this world that know how to make the most pathetic nerdy character that you can imagine oh. is like one of your leads <laughs> oh, like man. be it Melvin or this dude or like mm. even like Terror Firmer like bringing in um what's his face the guy who like later went on to write a bunch of the movies and play Killjoy Trent Haga Trent Haga like, yeah like playing like the die hard trauma historian throughout that movie yeah. and you're just like yeah. This dude is such a fucking loser, and he's so charming. Like, yeah, yeah, like, he was. He was the coolest of them. It <laughs> was. It was. It was Even a real before, Randy yeah. and Scream moment for the Troma franchise. It is <laughs> somewhat that. It's very that sometimes. It's good. Good for them. Good for them. Scott, what do you? You got something yeah, green over there? Yeah. What you very... got? What are you sipping out of them over there? Uh, I decided that the the green um, water from the the water fountain wasn't enough, so I went with. Green Grunge IPA. Oh, oh wow. Green Grunge? actually really, really good. Um, it's <laughs> one of the best IPAs I've had in a long time. Oh, it's just yeah. like very, it just reminds me of um, when I first started drinking IPAs in college, like late college, and I was like, oh, beer doesn't have to taste like pee. It can yeah. taste like 
skunky pee. Yes, that's fantastic. I'm I'm drinking. Well, so I wanted to get this IPA that was made with matcha, uh, with like oh, green so matcha green powder, effort, so it'd yeah. be green. And I think I've had it on the show before, but I couldn't track it down. So, but this just came into the store that I work at, and it's called Terp Fog. And it has terpenes in it. So if we're talking about weed yeah. from class of Newcomb High, I had to make sure I got the IPA that had a little bit of weed, a little bit of Dorito in it. <laughs> a little bit um, of Dorito. Just some cheese. And it does. It does it. Some it. sometimes I've had a beer that has terpenes in it and it tastes like bong water. Luckily this one does not. Um, <laughs> I think so. mine might taste more like bong water than yours. Um, Green grunge. I, I love can't remember that. I can't I'll have to this is a I think it's a special um, like a, a, a limited edition from, um, it's actually made by Fathead Brewery, which is in Cleveland. Um, they also make my all-time favorite, which is, uh, I've talked about on the show. I think I brought you some at Creature yeah. Feature. Uh, yes. it's, it, that's the, um, the Headhunter IPA yeah, that I love Yeah, the Headhunter so much, is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if I can find more of this, I'll hold on to it until we, uh, see each other at our next until con. Until we but, meet again. Um, but what I wanted to say was, can't remember what show it was, but I was there's this really cool venue, music venue up in Cleveland. Well, one of the boroughs of, of Cleveland, um, and it's called Mahal's Twenty Lanes because it's a uh, a bowling alley, but also a a uh, a music venue. Like a lot of it's like a lot of pop punk um, stuff and emo stuff that we mm-hmm. listened to, you know, like 10, 20 years ago. Um, I, I'm pretty sure this show that I'm thinking of was um, the early November with the dangerous summer this was years ago um definitely before the pandemic um i've seen the early november there multiple times because it's like the place that ace enders always books when he comes through cleveland um but i digress and what i wanted to say was that there was i i got a beer because like i got i typically at shows will have a beer just to have in my hands so that i can like sip it and not feel quite so awkward with my hands but i don't remember what it was called but it was like supposed to smell like weed and i had they cracked open the bottle and i was like holy shit it smelled i was walking around and it smelled i smelled like i had bags of weed in a a trench coat (laughs) it sounds like a prank beer like it sounds like yeah it it actually tasted fine but yeah. um, I, for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was called. But uh, yeah, like I definitely had a, a beer that was way skunkier than this one, yeah. and it was intentionally uh, skunky. So, um, like but back to Newcomb bag, High, yeah. um, you know, this whole thing that we're supposed to be talking about. Um, I, I I loved everything about watching this once. Yeah, Does that make sense? <laughs> like, it, 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 it's good. that's a, a resounding review from Scott Rogers. Well, no, like, I, okay, I get exactly what right. you mean because right. this is right. this is one of those films, like Toxic Avenger. I could feasibly find myself watching every two to three years, like Terror Firmer, Tromeo and Juliet, like some of those movies that I loved, especially in college. Those were like every couple months I would rewatch those. But even then, like, Class of Newcomb High was, like, a once every five to ten years. Yeah. I'd remember, like, certain scenes and be like, I like Class of Newcomb High, right? And I would put it on and then be like, man, the parts that are that I remember are still really good. But all the parts that I forgot, I forgot for good reason. Because yeah. there's nothing, there's, like, no meat on the bone beyond the the bits that they're getting to. And I am pretty sure 
I should have reread Lloyd's biography beforehand, but I'm pretty sure that this was not the success that they were no. <laughs> that they were hoping it would be off of the back of Toxic Avenger. It did better than it I think it had any right to do at its release, but it was like the the writing was already on the wall that they were trending downward uh, because I think after this was Troma's War, which like yeah. made sure that they would never have another truly theatric <laughs> release ever again yeah. after that. But uh, Troma's War, Troma's like, War is a that is like you will meet people who will swear that it is the best film that Lloyd Kaufman ever made, and then you will meet people like myself who think that it is the biggest miss of mm. his entire I'd career. I'd be interested in rewatching it. I, I bought it years and years and years ago, maybe freshman yeah. year of college. He still thinks it's his best movie. Like he really like thinks that that was like the peak I, of I him as a Lloyd. filmmaker. I don't but... trust anything. <laughs> Good. The all. less you trust Lloyd Kaufman, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like I like the in Lloyd we trust idea, but I yeah. don't trust it. I mean that's just, I mean that's why I use money anyway. That's why, I, that's why <laughs> capitalism works. That's why capitalism works. I, you know, I just have to blindly trust, but I don't really believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so here is a, a quick little Cliff's notes of what I liked about this movie. Yeah. Um, it starts out with the guy. The, there's so the um, the Cretans, the the biker gang for the uninitiated who may be listening and not know what we're talking about. The Cretans, um, who are kind of the primary antagonist of the, antagonists of this movie, are a biker gang that are still in high school sometimes. Um, but there's one guy who doesn't wear leathers. He wears like an ask or like not an ascot but like a a, an um a a sleeveless sweater with a bullet bra underneath it yeah yeah again keep in mind they were until until they drank the tainted water they were the honor society so like it makes sense for it to be like there's these elements of them doesn't wear leathers matt i did i don't i'm just maybe he only had a sip of the water compared to everybody else who went like full hog on the water well it's (laughs) so interesting too because like that dude that nerd drinks the water dewey his name is dewey dewey Dewey. drinks the water but it's already a week after these other people i think drank the water so i think he drank way more radioactive water yeah, um yeah yeah because oh, that's he, the direct a direct line to yeah, the, yeah like to, i think that okay, they yeah. they were they drank bad water and he literally drank sewage yeah yeah, uh, yeah. just yeah. like straight green but that that had to be a better body melt than anything i've seen in street trash um yep. and i wish that i had seen this movie before we went to creature feature weekend and did our um our hot takes because i feel like that would have killed you know, that, I actually setting. wonder. I actually wonder if it was the uh, that would have killed actually completely. But I actually wonder if the same uh, effects artist who did Street Trash did Nukem High because this, they did Toxic Adventure too. Actually. Oh, I'm gonna look well, that up while I. While, I think while, while I think so. And the only reason why I'm saying that I did zero research to to just agree with you on that. Yeah, but, but it feels but right. The the look <laughs> of that skull as it's moving feels. Mm-hmm not too far off from like the head still in the toilet that's like gelatinous that's like kind of talking before it like I would say it's better than that because it's like mm-hmm. the best effect I've ever seen in a trauma film. I hope people yeah. hear that as your hot take and then just take it all up in the comments later <laughs> I mean, on after this episode. Be like, that no, motherfucker. <laughs> no for how many people told us press. how much they liked the hot takes episode, the the comments were 
pretty empty yeah. <laughs> on that episode's well, it's because release. The, I feel like the people that want to comment on our on our socials are going to comment their experiences about them, the movie that we're talking about. And since it's hot takes, they're like, well, I, you know, it's, so it's kind of... I think they're afraid Dylan a, would come out of nowhere and try to fight them. Yeah, I think Dylan, <laughs> I don't know. Dylan's uh, listening to that. Um, <laughs> it was it was as aggressive in real life as it sounded like on the recording. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I I'm so little. glad that I was on the far end of the stage because he sounded so animated, uh, which is hilarious because he's just he a, did go full man. wrestler. Like, yeah, he was yeah, just dude. you kidding me? <laughs> like, All right, confirmed. Not flexed. the same effects artist, but it really okay. felt right. Okay, well, they yeah. might have just gotten scratch it from the record. From all right. So um, I, I I have a question for you guys as I'm going down my list of things I love about this movie or truly enjoyed about this movie. Um, so there's one thing I really hated. It was them saying nuclear oh. instead of nuclear. And so at first I, I, I heard the, the, the fat dude in the hard hat who's basically like the, the foreman of the, the power plant say nuclear. Um, and I was like, okay, so that was just a joke, right? Like it's a bit. And right. then they stopped. They never once said nuclear. Um, and I'm like, I don't think it was a bit. You know, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a fucking bit. <laughs> well, wait, hold on a second. No, so hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my brain. I'm gonna wipe my brain for a real quick second. I'm gonna try to say the word. Yeah, you're gonna nuclear. Fail. Oh, there you go! Yay! Okay, no, I, I was like, maybe it's because it's like. You know, everything's done in like the Jersey, New York area. Like that's just like no, a pronunciation I thing. I don't know. Millstone Nuclear Power Plant. Nuclear. 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 Nuke. Nuclear. No, I say nuclear. <laughs> what? Nuclear well, you're power. wrong. Nuclear that's not a word. Yeah, so it might be a regional thing. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. No. Nuclear. Being yeah, nuclear. saying no, a fake word is not regional. It's just being <laughs> wrong. Nuclear. You're never going to get Nuclear. Please. Nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> no, it's nuclear. 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 No, I understand. Nuclear. But I, uh, yeah, no, I understand. I know that I'm in the wrong. It's just, that's, but <laughs> you just don't I care. I can't. Ooh, wait, hold on a second. There's I have a random I won't change. Does is new metal just short for nuclear metal? <laughs> nu nu nuclear. Uh, no, it's nuclear metal. <laughs> Speaking of which, I loved the theme song from this. Movie. Dude, the theme song is so, it's so good. It rules. I have to if I ever do another cover like a console crash horrors that's with um songs with music or I'm sorry songs with <laughs> with <laughs> lyrics um then I absolutely have to do this song um, I honestly think high. I'm thinking about this I feel like you could get away with maybe a four or five song EP of just songs from trauma movies you because could. like Toxic Avenger has a couple but good should ones. should I? It's not about if I could. The Sergeant Kabuki Man theme fucking fucks. Like you could, <laughs> you could pull a Poultry Geist. Uh, yeah, you could do, do the Poultry Geist theme. Yeah. Man, I don't. Your chickens tonight. <laughs> You're all gonna die. Man, I love that Hell song yeah. so much. Anyway, well, let's continue on about bands because when they go to this pool party. Oh yeah, there's um, a band playing, <laughs> and but they're, they're playing like 50, 80s, late '80s pastiche of '50s rock and roll. But they're dressed as beatniks, which is hilarious to me because beatniks 
didn't listen to that music. They listened to jazz. You know, I just like I, it was such. It and felt I don't a little think, Phantom of the Paradise to me, like where they mm. like are just switching genres. Honestly, yeah, though, fuck. let's be real. Time frame wise, kind of more Streets of Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire. <laughs> this yeah. is like. Sure. Like it's got that same like all right what is this this is punk rock but it's also a fifties doo wop band but like here's a so we're going to this band though yeah anytime over the sweaty dude playing uh, played saxophone and was that the saxophone player in um Streets of Fire wasn't the singer also playing sax in that bar I in so. Streets of Fire yeah I mean I'm not gonna go back and rewatch no, sorry guys <laughs> but um, I re- I really enjoyed that <laughs> they liked me. <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but I really I did enjoy the um, the the pool party, which um, is so funny. That that whole scene was very funny, um, in that it felt so revenge of the nerds, but mm-hmm. with lower stakes. Yes. Even though they also use the f word a lot in this movie, like the f bomb, that, um, that is maybe like, maybe more than they did in Re- Revenge of the Nerds. Maybe. I don't think I don't they know. actually use it that much in Revenge of the Nerds. They're just oh. very rapey in Revenge of the Nerds. Well, there's that too. Yeah, their but actions. Like, yeah, their actions are way. That was the thing where I was like, I hit play on this, and I'm like, it's 1986. It's a high school movie. I'm like. I feel like Lloyd's always been pretty progressive. I don't think I'll hear that word in this. And then I heard that word quite a, screen, a bit. He wrote the screenplay. <laughs> yeah. And the funniest thing about this screenplay is that um, it started as a project by this guy named Richard Haynes called Atomic High School, um, yeah. in which the guy Gary Schneider would have played the teenage son of a family of post-apocalyptic cannibals that would trick his dates into coming over to his house, quote-unquote, for dinner. Lloyd, he stepped in. The plot changed. He rewrote the entire fucking thing, and he just gave that Gary Schneider guy um, a small role as Pete in this movie. But the I, I truly think the only thing that carried over from Atomic High School is the concept that it's next to a nuclear power plant and that they have a quote-unquote atomic high when they smoke the irradiated weed, which just made me laugh so hard because no. it's like... Oh, and and the one guy who's dressed like kind of in blackface. Oh, yeah, um, I don't know what that yeah. vibe was. That was a weird yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. Um, no, I cringed the hardest when he was on screen throughout the movie. But also, the other real head scratcher was Punk Hitler. Did you catch that yeah. one character? Punk oh Hitler yeah, was Punk, weird. Punk Hitler was a weird call. <laughs> um, here's the thing: even not in Lloyd's like hands, well, I did like that he still had the side part with, but just with a mohawk. Like, yeah, so I did, yeah. I did like that. There yeah, was it was funny, aesthetic. but it was also like in such poor taste but Fact, i just felt yeah. like that's the poor taste that i can accept from trauma that's and i, can't and I feel accept, like that's you know yeah i can't that's, accept it's also face. the difference no. between like that's the poor taste that's the poor taste that feels acceptable in the sense of like lloyd is in fact a jewish man he is not a gay or black man <laughs> so like yes. there's <laughs> so there's a slightly like more of a like yeah you're fighting the power <laughs> by putting like Hitler. punk rock hitler <laughs> It's like the same thing with like watching any Mel Brooks thing where it's like constantly bringing up Nazis and Hitler. It's like, yeah, he's making fun of it because Hitler did a lot of terrible things to his entire people. Like it's yeah. probably very oh, yeah. empowering to like make him look like a piece of trash as as a Jewish person. But yeah, bad call. But um, <laughs> if Richard Hines got to make the movie that he wanted to make, let's let's keep things in check. 
it still probably wouldn't have been very good since the only movie it made prior to this was Splatter University, which is also not a very I good I have movie. not finished it. I've never made my way through it. I've tried on Prime more than once and fallen asleep. Yeah, I'm like, I think Lloyd may have injected something into this movie to at least make it a tolerable 85 which minutes. One's, which one's the cover of Splatter University? Is it the that's the girl laying. No, that's Return to Har High, which is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Splatter University fun. is like the cheerleader screaming with a knife like dangling directly above her. Um, oh, wow. No, it doesn't. Even. It's as forgettable as the movie, apparently. Yeah, like okay. The, the, but like, you'll oh, recognize well, the artwork, but it's not. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't. It's not like because I'm going through like Slaughter High and the one that um, Return to Horror Return High. Return to Horror High and, and none. Yeah, okay, none of. Yeah, I I have to say that this movie, the the stuff that really tickled me was almost exclusively surrounding the um the the monster. I mean, yeah. What a fucking surprise, right? But I loved the. I think that my favorite character had to be that. The, the 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 power plant guy who like goes to the basement and he's he's like what is that sound oh what's that smell and he drops his like his mask he's supposed to have his mask on he drops it in this toxic sludge he like picks it up he's like oh that's disgusting and he drops it back and he walks away and then he gets you know his head like punched in by uh um the note that i wrote down which i don't know if it's going to hit or not because maybe it it was just me but um i called him tadpole groot because it oh, felt yeah. like he was like groot but full grown yeah um i, don't <laughs> I know. could see oh. that i could see that um so the only other thing i wrote down that i want to mention is because i th- i found it so funny is like she spits up this tadpole monster in the toilet and instantly instantly the next scene is the main character walking with a friend who's like did you see the expensive laser that our school just got and i'm like man they're really telegraphing how we're going to take care of the monster in this one aren't they (laughs) it's so good but that's the thing is like if this movie could be slightly less offensive and i know this is asking too much but i'm saying if it could have like focused in been less offensive but also more bombastic and had the jokes be like that but intentional yeah. instead of an accident yeah. i feel like this movie would have been so good i feel like I mean, it could... has the kernel has like four kernels yeah. of fun stuff yeah. well that's it. the thing it's like you could erase the cretins entirely just make oh, them I, yeah. regular ass bullies and, that are so, or just drug dealers and like not make them the key demographic of the plot and the rest of it is fine, and I think that that's again. It's been a while since I watched, it, but I'm pretty sure that's what they do in the remake. Is like the like Return to Newcom High. It is just like kids smoke weed and are all mutating, and it's just like yeah. the mutant kids of this high school. So yeah, it's it just didn't fully feel like body it was horror, very clicky, or like it kind of took that portion no. of it away. It um. it had a little bit of like a Romeo and Juliet aspect to it, but it was between. It was like a lesbian love story too, but the yes. one girl doesn't realize that she's gay yet until they smoke the weed and like start to like find a try. It it God, that thing juggles so much shit, but it's so good. I, like, wait, it does. I mean, this one, of the other four, which one is that? That's that's, re- that's technically four. Return to Newcom High Part One. Part well, Volume One, I think. Is volume One, yeah. They made they made a two and a half hour long movie and just split it into two volumes. But uh, we had to wait six years to get Volume Two, two. for some yeah, reason. So they didn't was. actually make a one one movie and cut it in two. They made two movies. Yeah, yeah, basically. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. 
You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. What What are you going to double feature this with? So I'm going to double feature this with a movie that Scott's going to hate watching. Uh, Kyle's going to love that I picked it. And I will mostly enjoy myself. But obviously, even with the name, with the Cretans, this movie is totally a send-up to Class of 84. Um, they, they named and, it that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, like 100%. So it's oh, like it. Yeah. sometimes... Sometimes the easy answer is still the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Fair. All right. No, what about that, you, Kyle? That's kind of a that's a, br- a little bit of a brutal double feature, even though how I yeah, fucking it is. love '84 um, yeah. a lot. I, we, we've talked about it a lot, but for for me, it um it, it is Return to Newcom High. Like, I mean, I think that as I kept watching this, I just kept being like, I want to watch return like yeah I just, I, I, you know i i couldn't think of any i really i really there was nothing else i wanted to watch while i was watching it so even though we talked about it a lot pre this hey, question <laughs> it was it was it's right on the money it, it it really is the better version of this movie um and it's great well and i'm i spent all of my favorite moments watching nukem high uh wishing that i was watching another gooey baby Groot grow up um the kindred ah there you go nice i I also we mentioned it a couple times in the beginning but my other option for double feature was toxic adventure it's like half the same cast Mm -hmm. at least three scenes that are just directly (laughs) scenes that happen in toxic adventure (laughs) (laughs) but all right well, I mean, we can wrap up unless you have a second question for me. Scott. I do have one more question for oh, you, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you want to What do you want to share with us this week? What have you done, listened to, been experienced? Um, you know what? It, it's a show that a, quite a few people have been talking about, and I, I'll I'll join the ranks of talking about it. Um, finally, sat down and watched Shrinking on Apple mm, TV. Yep. and it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's everything you come to expect. It's totally a Bill Lawrence show. Um, you know, Bill Lawrence has pretty much been behind two of my all-time favorite shows at this point because he he gave us Scrubs, which is my number one of all time, and like Ted Lasso is probably the best TV show of the last ten years. And sh- and Shrinking is no different. Like it's literally the combination of the show is written and co-created by the combination of Bill Lawrence, the actor who plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso, and Jason Segel. So they just sat down and created this show together. The very quick elevator pitch of it is Jason Siegel plays a uh, a therapist whose wife passed away a year prior, um, and he's been in a funk. He's pretty much abandoned his daughter and is like boozing, having hookers over every night and doing painkillers. And he has this epiphany that he wants to start treating his patients as if they were his friends instead. And while it... Uh, makes him start to fix his life uh it implies that there are absolute ramifications when you start to break that barrier that is supposed to be there between a therapist and a patient um and it takes some really interesting twists and turns but at its core it is 98 percent of the time very much the like 
heartfelt Bill Lawrence show that you've come to expect where if you cry, it's usually a good cry of like the release of joy and, and happiness versus like the hereditary cry where you're just like, I've just been punished with so many negative thoughts and feelings for two hours. Um, so, I mean, I will, I will always take a, a joyful sob over, over uh, the world is a terrible place. <laughs> so, uh, you know, watch it. It's a good show. It's a well-written show. It's 10 episodes. I can't wait for season two. How about you, Scott, since you asked me, what did you, what did, oh, what did okay. you watch? Um, <laughs> well, I, um, you know, punk Hitler, means that uh, mentioning punk hitler means that i need to talk about um uh vampire killing hitler which is the keep i Ooh. finally read and finished um f paul wilson's the keep which oh, is um a goofy fucking book did you get that first edition is yeah it, i read a yeah. first edition um and it is just such a silly fucking book. It is so of its time. <laughs> I enjoyed the read, but you have to read it in a historical, like kind of your mindset has to be like, this is this was written in the very late 70s, very early 80s. I think it came out in 80. I think it was 80. Yeah. Um, and so it's older than me, but uh, it, it also is just like every character kind of, is written in hysterics it so it seems to me like f paul wilson thought that he was gonna get paid by the exclamation point <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a really fun read um it was easy i think i read it in a week i mean yeah. it was not it's not short i mean it's like 400 pages or something but um i am also stoked because there are talks that they're making a mini series that's going to actually follow the book. And I was very interested because there was there was a part kind of at the, s the very tail end of the second act, right before you get to the third act of the book, where I'm like, oh my God, is, is, he, is the writer going to make the vampire actually want to go kill Hitler? Because the whole conceit of the book is that it's this eternal evil, kind of creature who is in the keep um they they really changed it a lot for the movie which is fine um but the 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 one character is this um old jewish scholar and he um is talking to the to the, the vampire quote unquote and he's like you know the the this man the Fuhrer Hitler is is because uh, it's based in World War Two. Sorry, might have might have mismentioned that. Um, but he wants to exterminate all the Jews and 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 then all the other undesirables who live in um, in Romania. And the the monster is like, "Well, I will kill this Lord Hitler." And I'm like, "Is that really where this is gonna go? Is that really <laughs> gonna happen?" Um, it doesn't. Um, I don't think I'm spoiling a 43 year old fucking book, but uh, by saying that, but um, it was it was a fun read. Um, it was so silly, uh, and and I I enjoyed my time with it. I don't know if that one is gonna make its way to horror finds though. Um, that might get donated <laughs> to horror finds because I don't see myself rereading it just because sure. once you know the actual intricacies of the story, it doesn't have like. To me, it doesn't have enough um, twists and turns to to want to reread it. Like I'm not I'm not a huge novel 
rereader. I don't. I, I I could probably count on one hand the 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 large novels that I have read twice, yeah. and it's mostly Stephen King. So yeah, that was what I. That's what I read. Kyle, what All about right. you? I watched The Cell for the first time. Two thousand with uh, Jennifer uh, with Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Vincent Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's that's a great movie. It kind of for me, it kind of falls off a little bit at the end. Um, it, I, but yeah, I think I remember it falling off at the end. It just but um, is your first watch? First watch, uh, mm. I got the Snapcase DVD. I mm. on my Instagram story, <laughs> I posted the advertisement that was included for like so. Like, I think it was Sony. No, it was New Line. Excuse me. It was. Uh, oh, is that what I messaged you about? Yeah, you, yeah, Matt was like, I have this and I have this. I can't believe I only have two on this page or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's a twenty it's a 23-year-old movie at this point. Um, but Oof, Jennifer Lopez actually uh, is is pretty great. Vince Vaughn She's a good great. actor. She's yeah, a good but actor. This was, but, but I would say in Kyle's defense, she has become a very good actor. Ah, okay. Two, yes, two, yes. Early 2000s, the jury was still out on that well, one. Well, I don't, I <laughs> like, think that maybe, the, and I also think that maybe like they had to, uh, maybe they kind of reeled her in a little bit. Like maybe, yeah. you know, I actually think that, I, I think that she probably had more range than she gave here in the cell. Um, but you know, she's a, she was a, a young performer, young actor at that point too. Um, and by that, by 2000, she's a name already. So it's yeah. like, you know, what do you do with that? I, I, I don't know. Um, but regardless, I mean, for me, it was Silence of the Lambs meets Altered States meets a little bit of Jodorowsky. And I was like, these are all things I really dig. Uh, yeah. And I went in pretty blind. Like, I didn't, I didn't really know. I knew that there was some sort of like being in somebody's mind trippy stuff and i thought it was i thought it was a lot of fun i don't know if they've ever uh, i don't know if there's enough you know it wasn't i don't think there's enough for us to talk about here on the show really um but it's a it's a very fun interesting watch with some really cool visuals and some great performances but maybe like not as satisfying as an ending as i would have (laughs) hoped for you know sort of like sort of one of those like everything's fine endings and it's like dude it really wasn't fine for a lot of the movie but (laughs) you you know what again that is like if if that ain't the like 1999 to like 2006 like right thriller slash horror like mainstream horror movie aesthetic it was like everyone needs to go home happy we can, right. there was right. there were so money. few closing credit jump scares mm-hmm. in like that era of horror yeah. films, and it's not like I wanted. I mean, I know that came, but it's not like I was looking for like the the cliffhanger ending. But it's like this is pretty dramatic. Like this psychologist has you know been through a really a, a thing that no other psychologist can even relate to because yeah. of the technology and the trauma in which they mm-hmm. been like. And we're just going to be like, oh, no, she's fine. She might date Vince yeah. Vaughn after. But I don't again, know. Maybe they dude, shared this thing. Let me, let me propose something to you real quick, and then we'll wrap up the episode. But with that same thought process in mind, yeah. face off. We're <laughs> supposed to expect that after everything that happened, John Travolta's not only back to a normal life, but his relationship with his family has actually strengthened it's from this stronger. whole experience. <laughs> Like, so what happens is, when your daughter's Dominique Swain, yeah, right? Yeah, that is like that late '90s, early 2000s. Like, don't think about it. Everything's happy. Go home. <laughs> I I hope that I, my hope for myself is that as a 
white heterosexual male filmmaker <laughs> that I can at least, even though maybe it might not be my experience, I can at least not be delusional about <laughs> the things that happen in films that I make. Uh, my hope is that no studio will be like, but it's for the kids. Nobody's, I don't know. Nobody's that old in a studio at that point when I'm making a movie. But I, I, just, I want I, a wo- the wound within to like basically be the same ending as the cell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the storyline yet. Yep. I just know the very simple, simple uh, elevator pitch concept, and I yeah. want that happy ending. Every, you just want everything to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes. no trauma exists in this world. I know this yeah. movie is a, literally about trauma. Can you take that out? Can you just take the <laughs> trauma as a bit backer? Out? Can as you a... like? <laughs> I, I'm not trying to like strong arm you, but no, no, but just you know, know like, just you know what money. I. I I'll understand what you. I have am an stake. executive producer, you right? Are, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you are. I'll, I know what you have at stake here, Scott. So I will consider that strongly uh, when we go into production. All right. Well, that was the sellers recommended to recently fully financed filmmaker Kyle Cooker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> stay tuned next week for even more horror movie night goodness. listening to the Geekscape Network.